instructing in the Lord that, that we need to be extended face down upon the ground with a complete trust of God and, and His mercy and, and knowing that this is the cure for fretting is faith. And so we look to Him and we trust Him. We, we need to do good. We need to be in a time where in our world and the selfishness that is, is transpiring around us that we're the ones as believers that can stand up and do that which is good and the eyes of God and, and practice that and and live in a way that truly is honorable and respectful to our God, our Savior, and worship Him by doing those things that are good. And, and then we also remember that verse in Micah, It showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require thee, but to do, but to love mercy, to do justly, and to humbly in thy God. So then he told us that we can go further and we also need to dwell in the land and, and here to settle down, to abide, and, 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 and to understand that this promised land is the, the promised land of contentedness, it's the promised land of rest, it's that place of protection, it's that place of provision that, that God wants us to know and understand that, that we can have this and that, that we need to abide there and, 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 and we need to dwell in that land every day, and, and as believers, we, we have something in the promises of God that the world doesn't have, and, and oh, how we need to respect that and, and understand that God has all of this under control, and, and Paul even reminded us of this in, in, in uh, Philippians chapter 4, and verses 12 and 13, here is Paul writing this, and could be one of the darkest days of his life, and in prison and not sure whether he's going to get out or not, and, and he writes this anyway, and, and he tells us in verse 12, he says, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And, and here telling us, and, and he said it in verse 11 also that we need to look at that verse too. It says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. You know, he shows us in Psalm 37 that as we trust in God and as we do good and as we're dwelling in the land as he wants us to dwell and and, and to be fed and to be shepherded and, and allow God to guide us and lead us, that we can be content in whatsoever state we are in. And, and, and here we know that our society is struggling with all of this right now. I, I don't know if you're aware of this. I just read a stat that from the national hotline, suicide hotline, that it is up 1,000% in the calls to the national hotline for suicide. In our country today, and I and I see how our how our country is is uh, 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 reaping a whirlwind today, and, and and I see how inadequate that that our government is, and and they're not able to give the people the security that they need because God never intended for it to be there. He intended for all of us to understand and recognize and realize that. We need to dwell in the land that is being shepherded by the chief shepherd, the great shepherd, Jesus our Savior. 
And I do believe that, that God is allowing some of these things right now not to, and yes, it, it is to wake up our world and let them understand that, that the government is insufficient in what they're doing. But also I believe even more so that God is trying to awaken the church and let them realize that we have gone so far away from him and, and we're relying upon the world's ideas and, and we're relying upon the government to take care of us that we have replaced God with something that is insufficient and inadequate. We need to get back to realizing that we need to settle down and dwell in the land that God has given us, that he shepherds, that he has control of, and how we need to realize that. And then he went on and, and to be fed, to be shepherded, and and then he says, he goes on, he says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and give me the desires of thine heart. And, and here we see that if we're going to delight ourselves in, in the Lord, then, then we need to realize that whatsoever state we are in, that God is allowing that in our lives right now, and, and that we don't have to be, uh, I, I, we don't have to be happy with what's going on around us, but we truly need to be content in walking in the Lord, and walking by his power and spending the time with him that we ought to be spending with him and, and realizing that none of these other things truly matter in life at all. And, and in doing so, we delight in doing that which is pleasing and honoring to God. And here we see that as we do this, that he gives me the desires of my heart. Then he told us to submit thy way unto the Lord, to, to roll those burdens upon God. But but not only to roll, roll our burdens, but to commit our way, to roll our entire way. That, that means who we are, our very identity and who we are, and, and then the things that we ought to be doing as, a, as a, a, a body of Christ, as a believer in Jesus, and as one that, that uh, proclaims the name of Christ and says, yes, I am a believer in Christ, and we roll our entire way upon him, and, and we give it to him. And we allow him to carry us, and we allow him to guide us, and we allow him to take us through whatever it is that he wants us to go through. And, you know, as I was thinking of this and reading this and giving thoughts to this all over again this week, and, and I realized that, that we need to come to the point where the only thing that matters in our life is to do what God wants us to do. Commit our entire way to him.
in thy judgment as to doing this. Oh, what a joy it is to know that he's the one that, that will defend us. He's the one that will show us in the end that we are on the winning side. I, I love what Micah said in Micah chapter 7 that he'd been prophesying to Israel and Judah and telling them that they needed to get their hearts right or, or God was going to punish them and, and, and take them into captivity. And Micah 7 verses 8 and 9, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall. I shall arise when I sit in darkness. The Lord shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to light and I shall behold his righteousness. God will vindicate the justice of their cause, of our cause, when we walk and trust in him. So knowing all of these things, then we get to that next point and that next verse where we're going to spend a little bit of time. And, and here he gives us a command. He says, rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Whenever we give thought to this word rest, it's one that's kind of hard and difficult for, for me. Probably some of you, too. It means to be silent. Resigned to the fact that this life isn't mine, but it's actually God's. And so I live for Him and walk with Him, and I need to be silent in some times and some areas of my life, and I just need to have rest. You know, there's all kinds of people that deal with the stresses of life, and right now, because of that, we hear that suicides are exponentially higher than they've ever been probably in the history of the country. Probably the history of the world. You know what we need to do is we need to find rest. We need to find that and you might be telling me right now, Pastor, I don't have it. I don't have that rest. There's something always stirring in me and, and there's anxiety and there's discontentment and there's and there's anger, and there's and there's depression, and there's I don't know. There, there's just contention in my life, and 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 we 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 hear all of these things, and and I don't I don't know how to be nice about this because there really I don't think there is a nice way. But if you are having those kinds of issues in your life, and and look, I have those issues in my life, and and I need to be honest with God. But here we see if I don't have that kind of rest, and and if I don't have that kind of rest with with fear and, and with the, the anxiousness or whatever else is going on, the reason I don't have that is because I have some sin in my life that needs to be dealt with. You look over at Psalm 51. Look at this chapter. I'm going to read all the psalm because we need to read this today. Have mercy upon me, O God. Here is David crying out. This is after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Here was a time where he had seen King Saul lose his kingdom because of him disobeying the things that God had told him to do. Here was David having committed adultery and had God's blessings upon his life. And now all of a sudden, realizing and knowing the very wrath of God could be upon his life. 
himself as he was. He bears himself to God. He opens himself up and says, Lord, here I am, all of me. Every deep, dark thing in my life, I am opening this up to you. And I'm laying it at your feet. And, and, and I'm calling upon you for mercy. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of tender mercies brought out my faith. Wash me truly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Uh, you, you see this? You see, David deals with the very same thing that so often we do. We, we need to understand that when we truly come to God with an open heart and, and, and a humble heart and, and, and we are bearing it all to Him and, and we're crying on Him to have mercy and, and forgive us of those sins in our lives, we need to realize that He forgives us and, and He casts those away from us. But uh, in our own mind, we're just like David where, where he says, I acknowledge my transgressions. I, I'm confessing them to you, God, and, and I'm bearing it all to you. And, and my sin is ever before me. I can't get rid of it, and, and it's only, and I'm always dealing with the guilt, and, and I'm always dealing with the shame of this, and, and I just can't seem to get past that. And, and here David was having those very same issues in his own life, and he realized it's against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done those evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be true in thy judgment. Behold, I was shaken in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou permit me to know wisdom. Purge me with wisdom, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit with uh, a renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from my guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. And then, look at this. This is what we need to realize. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh, God, thou wilt not despise. To live in thy good pleasure and desire. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, the burnt offering, the whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullets upon thine altar. Before you do anything on the outward side and doing those things that you think are going to be pleasing to God, what He wants us to have is He wants us to have a broken spirit. He wants us to have a broken and a contrite heart. And how we need to look and realize that, oh, we want to offer blame all over everywhere about all the issues that's going on in our lives. And we want to say it's because of this I don't have rest or it's because of this person I don't have rest. I'm saying that the only reason that you do not have rest in your life today is because there is some kind of sin that is burdening your life and burdening your heart. And keeping you from having rest in your 
Sometimes we might think that everything's against us, but you're a child of God. You have God on your side. You don't have to get to the point where you think that, and you throw up your hands and say, everything is against you. Because you have God on your side. Amen. First Kings chapter 19 is another example. First Kings.
were my enemies. Those Ninevites killed some of my own family. They killed people that I loved. They were ungodly. They were reprobate. They were ones that hated everything that we stand for as Jews. God, I hate them. I have a right to be mad. But you just saved them all. I don't want them to be saved. I want them all to spend an eternity in Hades. Well, he was angry. You know what he was? He was fretting. You know, there are times where, I'll be honest with you, you guys know this. way too much to that anger to the reprobate, ungodly, immoral government that we have. I have a hard time with the reprobate governor saying that we can leave the pot shops open and that we can leave the liquor stores open so that those that are dealing with suicide thoughts can drink themselves into more of a depressive state. They can take the pot they can do the very same thing and lead them down the path of hell. I have a hard time with the reprobate government telling us that that's more important than leaving the church doors open. I'm addicted. I'm addicted to Jesus. I'm addicted to this local church that he died for. I'm addicted to his word. That word that will conform us and mold us into his image. I'm addicted to the fellowship that comes when we fellowship with other believers and encourage us in our walk. I'm addicted to the times that we can come together and we can pray together and we can cry together and we can weep together and we can console each other together where we can encourage each did not stand up so many years ago. It's our fault today. We don't do more about it. Stopping the slaughter of all the innocent babies that you love.
indignation. I mean, we ought to have that, but but righteous indignation is the only thing that we ought to ever be given. Not what it does to me or to you, but what it does to the glory of God.
Yep, seven ninety-five. It's seven ninety-five. Pass me not. First and the last. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. You are dismissed. Thank you for coming today.
everybody was was listening to it on their Bluetooth. Put these 